Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual. I am your co-host, Michael, and I'm joined by my co-host, Richard, my brother. Oh, hello. Yeah. This is also the place where you can live. <laughs> <laughs> no, it? we're past it. No, we're I past don't it. think so. No, we're past it. <laughs> it used to be the, the place, and now it's not anymore. <laughs> The place we can learn anything and everything casually. Yeah. Sure. Look at that. There's lots of things <laughs> that are casual. Um, so today we are going <laughs> to kind of, as a precursor to uh, possible TikToks from us. TikTok um, trans. We are going to go do, uh, talk about 007. James Bond. James Bond. Did you read any of the books? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I just well, I, you know, want to start this off with a, uh, a flat question. Well, I was going to say, actually, <laughs> I have read about how the some of the movies ended up getting redone to be more like the books. Um, oh, is that why they remade Casino Royale? That's one of the reasons. Mm. There was another one that they may remade uh, Thunderball, I believe. Um Outside of the um, United Artists Group, or they they call it Eon, I think is what they call it. So th- technically, the rights for all the James Bond franchises, yeah, or franchise books and whatnot, is owned by a company. Uh, there was some, I think, copyright stuff for Thunderball. The, the movie slash book Thunderball. Yeah. And so th- there was another group um, that remade it with Sean Connery um, and made a movie called... Oh, my goodness. And it's not part of the 25. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, like, furiously looking up. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, actually, it's I think it's in there. I think it's in this the wiki. Oh, okay. Well... Um, um that's but incredible. Yeah, right there, right there, right there. Uh Thunderball. McClory still retained the rights to the story and adapted Thunderball into 1983's non-Eon entry, Never Say Never Again. Oh it's down at the bottom. If you scroll down a little bit, right there. Yeah. Yes. So the the weird thing about it is uh during this time, um, I believe it was uh Roger Daltrey. I believe was taking a break. I can't remember who the bond was, but um, yeah. So it might've been, no, no, no. Might've been Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Roger Moore. Yes, it was. He was taking a break uh, as at being James Bond. Cause he was like, I don't want to go down this path of only being James Bond. And I want to do something to branch out my career. So during that time, there was a small break where the Eon, Folks were like, well, now we don't have a James Bond. And so then what ended up happening is, is they wrote the Thunderball thing. The non-Eon group wrote Thunderball and they're like, you know what? Let's bring back Sean Connery as James Bond and we'll just do it again. (laughs) And so there's a random like it's super weird. I haven't watched it yet, but it's super weird that they basically in the 80s were like, hey, we're going to bring back an aged James Bond because that's when Sean Connery was starting to get gray in the hair. Uh And they brought him back for James Bond as like a side film, even though Thunderball in 1965 starred Sean Connery. <laughs> so they brought him back again to basically do the movie again. 
Um, and I did watch the original, um, but I guess they adapted it more towards how the book was. But yes, then they also did the same thing again for Casino Royale with um, Daniel Craig as well. Needless to say, after I went on a huge rant, let's actually talk about James <laughs> Bond. Well, that, I'm like looking through all the Eon films, and so there's 25 Eon films? There's 25 Eon films. Um, and then there's 27 total 007 movies. Is that what it is? Or is there 27 Eon films? 27, 27 productions. <coughs> British. Uh, I don't. Well, I guess. That's 27. Oh, no, no. Yeah, there it is. Made all but two films in the series. Mm. Because Casino Royale, I don't think, was an Eon. And the original Casino Royale was not an Eon. And Never Say Never Again was not an Eon. That's very funny. So there was, there's officially 25. Yeah. And then there's two extras. Uh, and the actors who played them. Uh, do you recognize all the actors on the list? I I know uh, I've heard of Sean Connery, uh-huh. George Lazenby, Roger Moore. I actually have heard of everybody except for David Niven. David Niven was the guy in um, the Casino Royale. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I also know like George Lazenby only did like one. Yes. So <laughs> George, uh, just double check that actually, because scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, da, 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 da. George Lazenby. Yeah, yeah. George Lazenby did the the one, but yeah. Then do the non. Is there a non Eon list? It's probably way down here. As we look through Wikipedia. <laughs> Interesting. There it there is. It is. Yeah, yeah, David Niven and Never Say Never Again. I was right. That's so weird. It is. It's oh, that's also weird. why there's two that came out in 1983. <laughs> No, I was looking at a list earlier that was oh, like, because the hey, here's a watch. Yeah, here's a watch list of what to watch. And it was like two 007 movies came out in 1983. I was like, how is that possible? How is that possible? How are, how are Roger Moore and Sean Connery both 007 in the same I was year? very confused as well. I actually downloaded. I got a Never Say Never Again, and I think I deleted it. I probably still have it. But mm. I just was like, oh, I only want to watch the ones that were officially produced by the group but that does it. <laughs> So that's very funny. So I have now watched scroll back to the, to the top of the list. I've watched, um, one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I've seen technically all of them at some point, but in the recent viewings, I've watched the first five. Okay. Uh, so I skipped from the first movies. Dr. No came out in 1962. That's Sean Connery doing his thing. Um, from Russia, from Russia, from Russia with love. From Russia with love. Uh, from Russia with love. I think was one of my favorite movies in there. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's it's just solid. It's it, I, it is much better than Doctor No. Yeah. So, uh, we can start to get into actually. Let's let's talk about this first. Okay. So your thoughts because we can do our own TikTok thing later. But yeah. your thoughts around the very first Doctor No James Bond movie was that the one where he went to a spa. No. Okay, I'm trying to. I watched three James Bond movies okay. back to back. Doctor No. The whole basic story is, uh, there's an island where they have secret agents or whatever. Mm. Um, and that's one of the sharks. There are sharks. Like the pool full of sharks. No, uh, that is. No, nope, um, keep going. Kay. Keep explaining. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
ADHD is triggering. <laughs> so there's an island. Just one of the spy people dies. So then they send out James Bond to go investigate the death. Mm-hmm. Um, as it turns out, there uh, there were some radioactive rocks that they were doing some research on, and it turns out that this dude um, has his own Skull Island, where he has a nuclear base thing. Um, basically, he's trying to like create a bomb or something like that blow up stuff mm-hmm. that's his whole thing he's the guy that has uh like clamp hands like robot hands uh, okay um and he has giant fish which he doesn't actually have giant fish he has regular fish but he has a convex like lens on his aquarium to make it seem like he has giant fish yeah the that was and now uh, no, no no okay I'm, I'm mixing up so many like oh. classic trope guys and I'm trying to remember. I th- think no, no, no. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're basically correct. I'm just trying to like see nuclear pole reactor, Royal Navy. Uh, I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I, it, it started the franchise out. The main thing is there's a lot of lay layout for the story to mm-hmm. basically just have it get cut off at the knees at the end yeah and that's the thing that i was disappointed by it's like it's leading somewhere cool there's something and then when you finally get to the bad guy uh it's like everything escalates super quickly at the like the last 10 minutes and then ends and he defeats the bad guy um dr no obviously mm-hmm. um oh sorry no he defeats the entirety of the the base by turning one wheel because he's just kind of standing around and was like hey i'm noticing things oh this looks like if i just Turn this wheel. This will blow up everything. So he goes over. He like punches the one dude who's managing the wheel. He just turns the wheel all the way to the right. And then it's the causes the, the nuclear plant or whatever to go crazy. I'm getting flashes of this now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And then Dr. No's like, wait, no, don't do that. And he's like an inflatable suit thing with his black hands. And he's like, Rah! and then he defeats him by basically getting knocked into the like nuclear waste pool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both fall, and then like he like pushes Doctor No into the pool thing, and because his hands are are robot hands, he's not able to climb out. Like he's <laughs> he like he's like, oh no, I can't grip onto the pole thing with my robot hands. And then it's the like uh, and then you see the one robot black hand thing, there, the black okay. metal robot hand fall into Rewatching the bubble, these, right? The bubbly water. Uh especially though like some really really like classic ones just make me first connect to how much Austin Powers was just an amalgamation of all the 007 Oh, movies. 100%. And then also oh, actually, so it it is and then there's actually another series which dad loves um called In Like Flint. Yeah, In Like Flint, which yeah. is the American uh-huh. version of, of 007. 007. Yeah. And also it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's creative, it's fun, it's it's uh, Americanized, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and the whole thing with it, I wish they were both in a movie together. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Um, the whole thing the with it is, you can see so many tropes from all of the 007 movies that are used across all of it media. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like a lot of people are 007 fans, and then we're just like, wow, let's that is a really too. good idea. Yeah, let's take that. So I, here's the thing. Any movie that has some sort of nuclear-based terrorism, uh, I'm going to take over the world. It all stemmed, basically, from from 
James Bond. It's the same thing. Good job, Ian Fleming. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, getting back into it. So, um, I watched Dr. Gnome. Okay. Uh, I think I watched Thunderball. Recently? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thunderball is the one where that one is the one uh, with the sharks. Yeah. And yeah, where yeah. they're shooting down yeah. uh, nuclear missiles and they took a nuclear missile. I watched You Only Live Twice. Which is the racist one. And me, oh, and I mean, there's multiple racist ones, but this one's super racist. And octopus, yeah, yeah, that's the one that has a rehash of um, the, the, Pussy Galore, who originally shows up in Goldfinger. Yeah, and also, wait, one of them had a rehash of a of a villain, but I don't remember what it was. So, so watching through them, um, I think maybe your uh, you only live twice was I was like, it was not only like. Vaguely racist and pretty racist. When they I think it's pretty blatantly. 007 in... <laughs> <laughs> they turned him Japanese. There was a whole song about that today. You know, I think only... I'm turning Japanese, but they literally yeah. did that to him. They're like, hey, let's uh, let's put some face makeup on you. Um, let's cut your hair a certain way. And I'm like, okay, guys. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We got to rewind this. Um, and then also it was the one... It was like one where it was like a little blatant on their like over, you know, sexism. That's yeah. in a lot of these where, like, he just starts making out with a nurse, uh, I think, towards the beginning. Oh, there's multiple. Like, and, it's and the same she, And she literally too. says, no, no, yeah. stop. And he goes, <laughs> I'm Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> you loved making out with me. It's like, okay, you got you to gotta calm down. And I'm glad the newer ones, like, have veered... Away, away from, that. from that. It's just like the, sexy James Bond. That's all it is. I was going to say, the there's a couple other issues with that one as well. For one... He, like, as part of his becoming Japanese, he had to take a wife. And they play a mean joke on him by saying, oh, we're going to give you an ugly wife. And he's like, no, I can't have an ugly wife. And then it, then he gets a, like, hot wife or something like that. And then and it's just so bad. Yeah. Like, but you know what? Also, what's oh, crazy? And the chick, the chick that he's actually with, pretty much for most of the movie, the the Japanese chick, she just dies. Yep, they just they, they just kill her because they they're like have her drink poison and then she's well, dead. Well, that's the thing. It's like he rolls over and then the poison's like uh, like she rolls. Instead. Yeah, and then she just dies. Also, I believe in the later ones, like that is a lot more of an important story. I think. Like he's like, oh, I actually think about my Japanese wife sometimes. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember either. I was gonna but say, but also it, there's a fluctuation of him having a wife at yes. some point. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I mean, they play around with that. Actually, they do a much better job in the Daniel Craig stuff because mm-hmm. they do like kind of harp on the like, hey, like you did have a love of your life and mm-hmm. you did have someone and it affected you. Especially with the like newer that. one where he wa- goes to their. Goes to her grave. Yeah, Vesper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that that they did such a good job with like an overarching story between yeah. those. Anyway, so uh, from Russia, from Russia, <laughs> with love and Goldfinger. So uh, here's the thing: out of the first three movies, if you think iconic James oh. Bond, Ooh. Goldfinger is literally the yes. iconic James. Also, Bond. because there's so much documentary about her getting sprayed with gold. Yeah. So the I think she died. No, she didn't die. She oh, she almost just got, died. Got poisoned. Yes, <laughs> because she was covered in gold dust. Yeah, she she was suffocating even though she could breathe. <laughs> yes, which is, uh, is similar to the the Tin Man in Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz. Anyway, it's also the iconic scene 
where he's laying James Bond's laying on a table and gets a laser shot yep. on like towards his crotch. That happens in this movie. Uh there's a huge scene where there's like helicopters and flying things flying around Fort Knox and a huge army battle comes in because the concept is is Goldfinger irradiates or is trying to irradiate the the US supply of gold at Fort Knox so that way the value of gold then shoots up and all of his gold that he has becomes super valuable. Yeah. What a Which, crazy man. I mean like that is like truly like you're a greedy greedy that's dude an, and that's a crazy like this is like g- super evil genius level yeah. like thing. He's like now I'm the richest person in the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like this is the first film where you're like all right I could see where you're going with this is crazy plot. I, I can get down. And there's like an actually an epic kind of thing about it. Yeah. Um and, and you know what's what's also hilarious is if we talk about you're only you only live twice, right? That's also the one with the like the space thing that's going around and eating the astronauts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, is the that yes. is that one. So and the reason is because and so to kind of back up a little bit. Which is also wild already. James Bond's main um, villain group is a group called Spectre. Yep. Um, and they do talk about it in like each of the films, basically, um, in a different way. Um, Goldfinger is part of Spectre. Uh, Dr. No from Russia with Love. Thunderball all has to do with different members of Spectre. And then You Only Live Twice is where you actually see um, Blofeld. Yeah, which is the guy who always has a cat. Who has a cat. But never seen. And yeah, yeah. And he well, actually until you only live twice oh, is yeah, when you see his face. Team, yeah. Um, but that's when they expand on the specter, like there's actually a team of people and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um that also has a lot of inspiration for Austin Powers and that whole scene where they're all at uh oh. each of the people are at a at the table with the chairs and then there's Will Farrell's character gets like shoved down into a lava pit and he's like, I'm still alive and blah blah blah. That's from this movie. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, and yes, the whole concept is is in space, they shoot off this extra rocket ship that then eats the American and Russian spaceships that they launch. So that way, the Americans and Russians think that each other are eating the spaceships to cause world war. Yeah. It was it, there's a lot of insane because it was set during the space race. Yeah. Um there's a lot of insane things that they're doing and that's a that's a wild setting for 007 but exactly what 007 is. It's like it's vaguely realistic with some really dramatic plot line. And that's the thing it's like I think they started very small like Dr. No and From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love was like uh hey, we have this like code de- decipherer that you need to get from this Russian spy yeah. and the Russian spy ends up not realizing that she worked for Spectre. It's like a whole like very basic level of espionage. Mm-hmm. And then once Goldfinger hits, they're like, we're just going to throw this whole thing out yeah. and go crazy. Yeah. That's why, um, um, that's uh, why like Thunderball as well. Cause it's basically like, we're going to steal a, a nuclear warhead and then we're going to, which throw the plan for that was wild. They're like, okay, so this guy, uh, we need to first infiltrate with a pilot. Yeah. And then that pilot will steal the jet that has the nukes on it. Yeah. Then we'll crash that. Into the ocean. Into the ocean. But where our space base is. Yeah. And then, and then we'll kill the guy yep. who, 
<laughs> we'll kill everybody. Yeah, we'll kill everybody. Also, the guy who we sent in to get the, the thing <laughs> yeah. in the first life, just stab him. Just kill everyone. Yeah, and then we'll steal the, the bombs. Uh, in an underwater, uh, like, yeah. manta ray-like spaceship thing. Yeah. And then we're going to put it in an underwater cave that's not near our, that's kind of outside of our base thing, in its own little base thing. And then we're going to head back in our giant yacht boat thing. And then we're going to go back to our, like, mansion that has sharks and stuff. And I also have a pool full of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Also, in that pool man full of sharks. sharks. Yeah. That pool full of man-eating sharks. It also has a steel cage that goes across the top of it. Yes. That is exactly like, oh, it's that pool thing that keeps the top of the pool fine. Yeah. It's like, but also this has also sharks in it. Also keeps sharks. Yeah. <laughs> keeps people in the shark pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, so obviously the plot itself is very basic, and we stole a nuke. We're gonna shoot off a nuke, mm. but everything else about it is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's uh, I think that's like talking about the beginning ones. It's really rare that most of the movies iffy, like for you know stereotype and you know sexism and prejudice that and like occur all... in older movies. Yeah, and it's in those movies for sure. But I think the wildness of the plot. Will pull people back away from going. Ooh, these aged really poorly. Um, they other than you only live twice. Yeah, um, I think I put it as a title for this because I was predicting my own joke. <laughs> ha ha! Go, Michael. I was like, it ages like an, an old McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> like where it just stays the same. Yeah, because McDonald's hamburgers don't mold. No, uh, that's true. Yeah, they just kind of just dry up and then they they they, they sit like, as a husk. Yeah. And just don't eat them. And I think 007 movies really age like that because it's like, it still looks like a McDonald's hamburger. And in certain light, it probably still looks appetizing. And then you get closer to it and you don't want to eat it, but you know, it still looks good. And when you watch 007, it still looks good. Is there in, in, is there huge problems within the film itself? Yeah. There's like not equal casting. It's not equality through the movie. It's not diverse casting. You know, which okay. Here's the only thing that I will. But is it? Say. It's an English movie. <laughs> like in Doctor No, um, I think they did actually have. I mean, obviously the main cast was white people and yes, British white did. people, but they did have some. Yeah, there's a diverse cast throughout the film. Yeah, and that's actually when they do their more uh, their films that take place out of England. I was yeah. gonna have to say foreign film, but. Or, or they go to a foreign location. Shot, shot areas. All yeah. of 007 is foreign to me because I'm not That's from true. England. That's so, true. <laughs> um, so when they go to places that aren't England, they actually do a really good job of uh, quote unquote representing the culture because they uh, do during ha- the time I would say yes, yes yes like that's kind of the looking at Japanese culture from that oh, movie it's like that's, that's a stereotype awful. yes well and even even in Doctor No they go to like tropical island but then the music that they play is like okay. You went for like jungle drum, like this is, very yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. This is what people imagined back then. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, culture's a thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and and working through the like, I I would say like Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, who are the people who've played, and Daniel Craig now, the people who've played Double Seven the most. Yeah, I think actually Roger Moore played him the most. Yeah. Uh yeah 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 because he had that whole step oh and Timothy yeah. Dalton was in there he had uh, too but it's interesting how everybody kind of plays him very similarly <laughs> well so they actually talk about this a little bit uh they but they, they each have their like nuances yeah on double seven um yeah. Sean Connery obviously was like classic and was like a 
hey, I'm a giant misogynist and uh, I'm the man yeah. and I'm the stereotypical spy Misogynies. and I could, I could not do do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, Roger Moore was like the charmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Timothy Dalton played him a little more serious. Um, Pierce Brosnan went back to the charm. Yeah. And then um, Daniel Craig obviously was very dark and was like, this is as realistic as I can go. Like, Daniel Craig was like old, washed up spy, dark. Exactly. Going, like, I've been, I've seen some I've stuff. I've seen some things. <laughs> but at the same time, he was like, look, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. And I'm going to charm you because that's my job. Um. Oh, <laughs> it kind of brings back some interesting things. Like Pierce Brosnan was also the, like when they were trying to throw all of the special effects in it. Oh, it was nineties. Yeah. So, yeah. But they also had this huge torture scene with him. Um, in uh, diamond. Was that him? Diamond is on break. Um, tomorrow never dies with the diamonds in it. No, no. You're talking about the die World another day not, with the dude another, who yes. had diamonds in his face. Yes, exactly. Um, that whole thing, I think starts off with him. Like being tortured in another area, like another place. One of the movies Pierce Brosnan was in starts off with him being tortured in another area because he got caught, and they were trying to torture him for information. And then finally they traded him. Uh, but I think they traded him, and he exploded a bunch of. I don't remember. Um, I think that is Die Another Day. Okay. I think you're right. And when you say torture, I was thinking of Daniel Craig's torture. No, no, no. This one was like he was locked in a jail cell for an extended time. Yes. Poisoned. Oh, that was... That was um, not the one I'm That thinking. was Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, yes. Uh, because he was in a... Um, what was it? Chinese prison, I think. I, I'm, I'm double-checking this. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Plot line... Uh, Russian border. Um, I don't, I don't see it. Okinawa. Wait, no. Yeah, South South Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he gets, gets caught. He gets put in jail for a while, and then he, then they do the exchange, and he ends up like blowing everything up. Yeah, which is like there's a elements of darkness all throughout that. He has more intense plot lines than these other ones. Well, because they're that's the thing. When they go to the 90s, they also go back to the ridiculous plot lines a yeah, little bit. Which I did um, enjoy that, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I, lo- I love GoldenEye. The the crazy thing is, like, The World Is Not Enough also had a crazy plot line in it as well. Because that was, like, a dude who I think was a former MI6 agent or something like that. And then he he had a piece of his brain that was um gone um because he got shot in the head. Oh, yeah, and they could still see and he, that. And he could not feel pain or something like that. And so that's why, like, at the end of the movie, he goes into, like, the radioactive area and is, like, perfectly fine. And is like, yeah, I'm going to uh, make this boat shoot off a missile thingy or something like that. Yeah. It was, certain, it was certainly wild. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite movie or, like, something that you'd like to rewatch? Uh, so, honestly, I mean, for me, because I grew up with it, GoldenEye is probably my favorite. But... Yeah. Um, honestly, if you go for classic, um, Goldfinger is probably like the most classic. I haven't watched a bunch of the Roger Moore ones in a while, but I do like, I think the spy who loved me out of the ones there. Um, yeah, 
I mean, I also used to love the man with the golden gun, but after rewatching it recently, not in the past year, but I was like, oh, this movie's kind of boring and I didn't really like it as much. Um, one that was like a sleeper hit. I always, I for, always forget about, uh, is never say never again. Uh, because in it, they have this game they play, uh, where it's like, it's a weird sci-fi game that you just bet on and you like hold these controllers and you play it. And then what the losing player gets electrocuted. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And him and this character called Largo were playing back and forth, back and forth. Yes. And finally J 007, like, like wins and he goes he's like i bet a million or something crazy and he's like wow yeah i'll take that because i'm really good at the game so they're playing 007 wins and the other guy just gets electrocuted to death <laughs> and then he goes oh that was easy and he walks away and i'm like i'm like what is this you just killed person like right next to you <clears throat> so um octopus he also remember because they were talking about the, like the blue octopus mm-hmm. um being like super poisonous um, obviously like Goldeneye and actually I like the Daniel Craig movies too. They're really, really fun. I, I really liked them. They were done really well. Yeah. And then I Goldfinger and I think the man with a golden gun kind of sits in my head. One, well, cause yeah, it was cause in the golden eye video game and well, yeah. two, it's a golden gun and the theme song's awesome. Well, that's also the guy that has three nipples, the three nipple guy. Yeah. yeah. The memory gland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I mean all the rest of them are fine. I I like to watch them. I think the only one I never remember is on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And that's the thing is I I always get that one I think confused with the Spy Who Loved Me, mm-hmm. and then also from Russia with Love because I think they have very similar um, storylines. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, yeah. Uh, but what I will say. Um, is there's a couple things that really come out of the series um, as a whole. For one, obviously, iconic British icons, iconic cars, mm-hmm. you know, the Aston Martin and things like that. They do fun technology things with the Q branch. They have fun gadgets and, you oh. know, spycraft mm-hmm. things. Um, and uh, I, th- I, in my mind, they kind of go up and down with that. They really brought that heavily back in the 90s Pierce Brosnan ones because they brought on... The Invisible Car. Yes. Um, but that was also when they transitioned Q? from the old Q... To the new Q. To John Cleese yeah. as Q for a bit until the Daniel Craig ones. Which was all, all the, all, a lot of good Qs. Well, there was three. Yeah. There was the original, and he did Q pretty much all the way up until Pierce Brosnan. And then John Cleese was Q for a little bit. And then the Daniel Craig had the new Q guy, yeah. which I also I liked him too. Yeah. So oh, yeah, weird and quirky. Never can stop with the Q. Yeah. I also like uh K and M. K and M. Uh M was his boss in yes. the later movies. Well, M actually was his boss in general. Yeah, the whole time, right? Yeah, uh so in the original oh, it just transferred from an M to an M. It's they, they called they called him Mom. Right. And I then in the new ones, they called her M yeah. when Judy Dench took over. Yeah. Good job, Judy Dench. Yeah. I really enjoyed her playing M. Yeah. <clears throat> she did that like good mixture of going like, I'm cold hearted, but I also kind of care about you. <laughs> I, I loved Skyfall for that exact mm. reason. Like that was the perfect iteration of like how they could really pull away you could really get the storylines of two characters in that movie. You mm-hmm. got a lot of backstory associated with James Bond, but then you got a lot of backstory associated with M. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
And I would also say that throughout all the movies, they do a good job with all the villains, no matter how cheesy the movie gets, even with his one-liners. They're classic. Yeah. And some of them are a little meh, and some of them are really fun, but they're certainly unique and creative. Yeah. uh, Two big icons, which technically aren't even the the main villains, is uh, Odd Job, who is in Goldfinger. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Jaws, who is in Moonraker and whatever the one before Moonraker was. Love all job. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw my hat at you. <laughs> but that's the main thing is, is both of those are lovable characters for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Odd job being that he was just a, a short, stocky dude who was unusually strong and then had a hat that had a blade on it that could chop things in half. Yeah. Um, and then Jaws was a really tall dude who had metal teeth and could chomp things down. And then he ends up getting a girlfriend and it was super cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, they did a lot of creative stuff with their <clears throat> versus. Obviously the specter villains are all stereotypical. Like yeah. I'm a bad guy. Well, also for the most part in 007, when they showed other international agents, they weren't incredibly racist about them. No. Um, even when like, at least the minor thing, like with Felix, the American agent, like, he was just there. He helped out 007, and then they left. It's like, oh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, in one of the in one of the whole movies, Felix straight up dies, and then in like a movie or two later, they bring him back. <laughs> I'm like, wait, didn't he just die like a couple no, no, movies no. ago? Impossible. Also, Felix is like there. I think till the Daniel Craig movies. <laughs> uh, off and on, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have a Felix Leiter, mm-hmm. who is the American CIA agent. He's like, hey. You're always, you're always, you know, you're razzing me. You're always you're, razzing you're a, me, double O. You're a dude guy. Yeah. And there was like a double O eight, and then the, you know, double O other double O's. It was- See, and that's why to me, Goldeneye was a really good movie because they explore that. If you watch Goldeneye now, um, after having watched like kind of a roundabout, like old, modern, blah blah blah, um, movies, obviously it has the the pitfalls of all the the. Um, James Bond movies, but the one thing that it calls back to really well is uh, Alex Trevelyan, who is 006. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a really good job about talking about how the recruitment process of these O's are because he was the one who got put in the system. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he had... Uh, Cossacks for parents and he was like a traitor to his people and things like that and then he gets taken up by MI6 as this agent and of course they're like no he was too young to remember any of that and he's like nope nope he wasn't and he's gonna <laughs> betray everybody yeah um and it was purely because he thought that James Bond uh on purpose killed him yeah and yeah so it's so great like deep revenge plots yeah Ooh. yeah so yeah um, I think that kind of is 007. Uh, that's our, this is kind of like, I would say our fan podcast. Is 007. Yeah. I would say we the other thing, with... obviously, other than the like sexism stuff is like, there were our iconic bond girls and, uh, those that have like interviewed over the course of time have talked about how them being a bond girl was so iconic for them. It was such like a great thing for them mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And some of the um, bond girls over the course of time have actually done, um, taken upon themselves to, to do it a different way. As an example, Pussy Galore, 
her whole thing um in goldfinger and a bunch of other stuff is how like she was this strong mm-hmm. woman who was like i'm not gonna put up with your crap yeah um and then obviously there was some where it's like oh, all right i've fallen in love with james bond anyway because mm-hmm. that's the whole point of the movie but yeah um, Halle Berry was in one right she was she was in uh pierce brosnan one the die another day yeah that's why i also remember that's one with the giant laser satellite yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's a that's another thing. It's like uh, I remember the documentary that came out about the Bond girls, and they interviewed all of them that were still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have really wild things to say. Also, that's where the the whole golden paint thing came up, and the lady was like, "Yeah, I was suffocating in my own skin. It was crazy." Yeah. Um, but they, you know, you know, they have their ups and their downs. They're like very iconic movies. Um, and Richard and I are going to go, if we get our brains together, we're going to do 25 TikToks going through all the movies and just our impressions because it's very interesting to look back 50, 60 years on these movies that Richard and I grew up with. Like we grew up with in like Flint, we grew up with 007 cause our dad's really into, you know, spy movies he and loves spycraft, spy, spycraft and, you know, uh, high thinking, you know, he watches a lot of Perry Mason. He watches a lot of like intellectual like lawyer shows action and, and intelligence is like his thing <laughs> yeah yeah so um it'll be fun to jump back in time to these movies and uh see how we like them today <laughs> and uh so the last um daniel craig movie was his last um movie which was called no time to die and that was officially the 25th james bond movie we don't know who's going to be the next James Bond, I believe, right now, because um, I don't think they've they've officially announced it yet. Um, but they did have a handful of people that were kind of in the running for it. Um, there was talk about Idris Elba becoming the next James Bond. There Ooh. was a talk about Henry Cavill being the next James Bond. Um, let's see. If there is an announcement for it. Nope. Oh, no. Nothing official. Yeah, Interesting. I don't think so. So, yeah. This was in January 5th, 2023, and it's talking about Aaron Taylor Johnson. Interesting. But nobody knows when it's going to be released. See, Henry Cavill's on Yeah, it. uh... Aaron Taylor Johnson, Henry Cavill. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people on this list. Somehow they have odds to this. Are people betting on who the next uh, James Bond is going to be? I hope it's not Aaron Taylor. Whatever. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I don't think he fits. It's eh, They'll figure it out. Yeah. But hmm. um, also James Bond is just... Caused a lot of controversy, debate, nothing I feel like insanely serious, but more the idea, you know, um, who gets to be James Bond doesn't matter who James Bond is, you know, is it 007 or is it like the series or is it the actual man that, 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 that represents who the character is. So it'll be interesting to see who the next one is and see what they do with the series. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our episode today. Um, it's fun as always. Uh, if you can like, review, subscribe, uh, get our name out there to people who you think may like us. 
Uh, we spread by word of mouth, um, and that's our main way to you know stick <laughs> stick mouth to other people. Of word. Yeah, mouth of word. So thank you very much. We will see you next week, um, and go check out our TikTok in the next couple of weeks. Uh, see if we got our brains together and did some 007 stuff. Thank you. Bye. Bye.